We're going to be learning the first Sicha for Parshas Kairach. So as an introduction, in this week's Parsha talks about the rebellion of Kairach and the different the punishments that him and his congregation received. It also talks about many oisos and signs and tests that would prove that Moshe was a true Navi Hashem, meaning is that whatever he said was directly from Hashem. All the appointments he gave to Aaron or the other uh, members uh, of, of, of Sheila Levi was an appointment that was directed by Hashem. And Aaron was supposed to be the Kain Gadol. But we see in our Parsha many, many proofs for this, uh, for this, this that Moshe was the Navi and Aaron was the, was the, supposed to be the Kain Gadol. And the Shaila really is, why so many? So let's go through the first few and we'll discuss them. And then we'll go to the the ois, the ois of the Mata, which is the main portion of this Sicha. So the first uh, sign was that Moshe Rabbeinu said that if Hashem will be will create a Bria, a new Bria that will with a, a, a new then that will prove that he that whatever that Hashem Shlachani that Hashem sent me and whatever I'm saying and any appointments that I have given it's all coming from Hashem. So the Bria that was created was that the earth opened up its mouth and swallowed. So this first ice, this was a proof that Hashem Shlachani. The Malbim gives a very interesting idea. It says, why did he need to have such a proof that there's a Bria Yivra Hashem, that will be a new creation that was made? He says, because this is something which is negated to the Iker of Aramuna. Because, because Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that gave us the Torah. So by Har Sinai, all the Yidin saw Hashem speaking to Moshe Rabbeinu. So therefore they knew that the Seres Adibras were true, that there's a Shem, that there's a Ser Sedibris, and Hashem spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu. But what was happening now was that Koyruch was making a taina that maybe that was the Ten Commandments, those were real, that was something that Hashem gave. But there's many details of Pratim that Moshe Rabbeinu decided on his own, it wasn't from Hashem. Thus, that this that Aaron was the Kain Gadol wasn't something that Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu to do, he made that up on his own. This that the, the children of Aaron would be Kainim for future generations, that wasn't Hashem that said that. That was Moshe Rabbeinu that made up that decision. So therefore, there needs to be this Bria of Yeshva'ayin. It has to be this, a, a, something which is only Bechei Kabayra, a Bria Yeshva'ayin. Just like by Har Sinai, it was something which was remarkable. Therefore, the Yidin knew that that was from Hashem. So who had been, by the Maish of Karach, there needed to be a Bria Yeshva'ayin. Then that would prove to the Yidin that, that Moshe Rabbeinu was the Shriuch Hashem and everything that he said that Hashem Shulachani, everything that he told them to do was directly from Hashem. So that was the first ice, the first punishment slash ice that, that Moshe Rabbeinu was the uh, Shliya Hashem. The second one was that the 250 people were destroyed by the fire. That Moshe Rabbeinu told them that the test to know if Aaron is the Kain Gadol is that the next day all of them need to, every person will bring his machta to bring a Kateris, and the one that Hashem chooses, that Kateris will be received and accepted by Hashem, by everybody else, will be, as we know, will be killed. That's how Rashi learns it. I'll call upon it. And Papayo, that's what happens. The 250 individuals, their Kateris, they, they were killed by Esrefa. So that proved that Aaron Befrat 
was the one who was supposed to be the kind Gadol. So now that we have that Moshe Rabbeinu was the Shriach Hashem, and then we have a more protistic thing regarding the exact kind of that they were making, that Aaron wasn't supposed to be the kind Gadol. So this is a proof that Aaron was supposed to be the kind Gadol. <coughs> the third thing, the Zikaran that we see in the parsha, is that Moshe tells Elazar that he should gather all the Machtis of the 250 people, and he should make them as a Tzipul and this will be a Zikaran to the B'nai Yisrael, that a Yizar should not come close, a Yizar person who is an Yizar should not come close to the Mizbeach, be uh, to bring uh, to bring any uh, carbonus and katyrus, and therefore you won't be like karif ba'adasei. So thus says that the taking of the machtes that will be as a karna So we have the machtes themselves. That story proved for right then and there that Aaron was supposed to be the kind of and by taking the machtes and putting it as a sipul that will remind them for all future generations that it's supposed to be Aaron and his children who are supposed to be the uh, koyanim. Um, supposed to be the Kainan. And, they, and, and uh, some of the before she may even explain that it says in the Pasuk that, that it's supposed to be a Mizbeach of Adam. So when they see that the, the Mizbeach has a Tzipoi, they're going to say, why is there a Tzipoi? It's supposed to be a Mizbeach of Adam. So therefore they tell them that the Tzipoi is, it's like it's according to what happened by Kairach, so everyone should know by Yikar Ishtar. Uh, and the reason why the Tzipoi was not considered a Hatzik is because it was part of the Mizbeach. So it wasn't considered a foreign um, element. It was considered part of the Mizbech, therefore it would not be considered a chatzitza, and it would be able to give us a current for future generations. Fourth thing that happened in Parsha, afterwards the Eden come, the Eloinu Kol Adas Yisrael, they come and complain to Maishu Rebbeinu, and they tell him that you killed Amitem Es Am Hashem. You killed the Am Hashem, and what happens is, Hashem tells Maishu Rebbeinu to remove himself, remove yourself in this Eda, and the Megepha begins, and then Moshe tells Aaron to, to bring the Katiris, and by bringing the Katiris, that he's standing by the Chaim Ba'amavis, that stops the Magepha. And the Pile 14,700 people die from this Magepha. So the first shot that we want to focus on is what exactly was this Magepha for? Why were they even complaining? They just had, the, they saw Kairach being swallowed. They saw the 250 people being burnt. So why are they still complaining that Atamita Mesam Hashem? The whole purpose of the, these two oisais was to prove that Moshe is a Shlich Hashem and the Aram is the Kaingal. So what's this Hemshech of the argument? Uh, and it's complaining. Okay, and the Pale they got punished. So they had the Magefa. The Parsha continues that afterwards Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu that speak to the Bnei Yisrael and you should take a Mata, Mata for each base all from all the Nesim. 12 matas, and each person should write his name on it. And you should also take, uh, according to Rashi, it had the Rebbe explains the 13th mata, and you should write the name of Aaron on it for Mata Lady. So we have the 12th Shavatim, which includes Ephraim and Menashe, and then you would have a 13th mata, which would have been Mata Aaron. And they put that mata right in the middle. And he says the test was that the individual that Hashem will choose his mata will be, uh, will, will blossom. And then it will subside for me the complaints of the Bnei Yisrael that they're complaining. So that's what happens. They take the Mathis and put it in the Ayamur, and they take Aaron, they put his Mamish right in the center so nobody can say it's because it's closer to the Shina. So right in the center so he had no advantages. And what happened is they came back the next day. We have a Moshe Allah Aedis. He made part of the Aaron of Beislevi. The Mata Aaron of Beislevi blossomed. The Yatsa Perach. And a parach came out, the Yatsa Tzitz, and it also began to be bad. 
and Shkedim almonds were developed. And Hashem tells us in Pasuk that this is a Mishmeris ice. This would be a, a Mishmeris, a guarding for, as an ice for future generations for the base Mary, um, and therefore they will not complain anymore about the Kuguna. So what exactly was the purpose of this last final test? We already had uh, the, the Bliya, the Swalom, the Kaira. We had the 250 people being uh, also killed. Then we had the Bagefa. What exactly is this last test of the Matzah coming to add? The Chayra is very clear that Aaron was supposed to be the Kain Gadol. There are different approaches that the Mephorshim give. And we'll go through some of them and then we will focus on the Rebbe's approach via Pierce Rashi. So some of the, the approaches that we have, we have first of all the Ibn Ezra. The Ibn Ezra tells us that the Bnei Yisrael came to complain, the Yolanu, they came to complain, and they said that even though you had this, they believe that, of course, that Moshe is the Shriach Hashem. He says, but this that Aaron was chosen, or this that they had the 250, 50, 50 people die, and Aaron's Kateris was accepted, he says that was Labdafka because Aaron was supposed to be the kind Gadol. He says it could be that that's because Moshe Rabbeinu Davin, Moshe Rabbeinu Davin, that the Aaron should be chosen, everyone else should uh, should be killed. Or he gives another one, he says maybe it was some type of Chachma that Moshe Rabbeinu had. He had a Chachma and he knew how to cause them to die, but it wasn't actually a proper test. So basically what the Ibn Ezra is trying to say is that the test that Aaron was supposed to be a kind Gadol, that was not a tr- that was not a conclusive test because maybe the reason why the other individuals died, the 250 people were killed, was because they weren't right to be a kind of how many they were. But the reason why they were killed was because of some Moshe's prayers or because of something else, Moshe's Chachma, that caused them to die. Others give a, 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 a Barbara gives a similar shot. He says is that when the Bnei Yisrael saw that they took the Machtois and they made it as a tzipulim they understood from this that it must be that the mach, that those individuals that died were tzaddikim, because why else would you be taking their machtes and using it as a tzipulim So this that Hashem gave a command that it should be used for tzipulim shows that they were tzaddikim. So then why did they die? They must have died because Moshe Rebbeinu made a test and gave them advice which was bad, because you're not supposed to, you're not allowed to bring a katerus, um out of the right spot, out of the right time. They weren't chosen to bring the Katerus. They weren't allowed to bring the Katerus. So the reason why they died is because at that moment of time, they weren't allowed to bring that Katerus. But it doesn't mean that technically Hashem couldn't make them a kind Gadol, then they would have been right. So in other words, he's saying is that, yes, Aaron might have been a kind Gadol that moment of time. So he was the only one that was allowed to bring it. But that doesn't prove conclusively that he should be the one continuing to be the kind Gadol. Really, any of these 250 people could have been the kind Gadol, and Hashem could switch it to one of those individuals. And then their Kataris would have been accepted. So there again, he's saying that the test was a faulty test. It only would work for Aaron because he was the kind Gadol. So you didn't prove that he should be the kind Gadol. Since he was the kind Gadol, it worked. Other people didn't, so they died. But if you would have made someone else the kind Gadol, it would have worked for that individual. And everyone else besides him would have been killed. And that's the lotion that you caused the death of the Am Hashem because you gave this uh, bad advice. Therefore, according to this approach, that, that, that was the purpose of the Mata Aram. That this, that they would take all the different Mates and they put it in the um, Dayal Ma'id, and the Mata, which was Yifrach, that would be a proof 
that it wasn't because of Moshe, uh, Moshe's Tfilais, or anything like that. Rather, that was the proof, Asher Efchaboy, that the one that Hashem will choose only his matha will be Mafriach. So that was, that was the point, point of that particular test, that we take all of the matas, and it had nothing to do with it if one, if one individual was the kind God, because again, according to the expression of Barbanel, the point was they're saying that it's only because Bapayel he was the kind God, that's why his Kateris was accepted. So he says, okay, fine. So take the matas, put them inside of the Oyohamayid, and the one that Hashem decides and chooses to go forward, that he should be the kind God, his matha be Yifrach. So therefore, when Aaron's matha blossomed, that was the proof that it wasn't just the pile he was the kind Gala, but rather he was the one that was right to be the kind Gala. So that was, that's the approach of the Barbanel and others. The Ramban has a different approach. The Ramban tells us that the Kataris Taku was a good proof that Aaron was supposed to be the kind Gala. What the B'nai Yisrael were coming to complain about was that they felt that B'nai Levi shouldn't be um, shouldn't have all the jobs that they should have. Rather, they felt that fine, maybe Aaron should be the kind of but the rest of the jobs should go back to the firstborn, should go back to the Bahiras. That they should have that job. So they say, yes, we have a proof, Ta'enachinami, that um, Aaron should be the kind of but that doesn't prove that the rest of Shaita Levi should have the, all the other positions of the singers and the ones who close the gates and the ones who are carrying all the different things of the Mishkan. Rather, those positions should go back to the firstborns. And that's what caused the Makefa. And what was the test? So that's what they were, that was their punishment. And what was the test to prove that Mata Levi is the one that should be chosen? The proof was that each tribe had to bring a the Mata. And the Mata, which was chosen, that was. Uh, that proves that that matter is supposed to be that tribe is supposed to be the shaded levy, and that's why he says that if you look at the pasuk, the pesukim keep on saying that take a matter matter based of the base of base, um, so he says the purpose of writing it for the base of base was because it was actually supposed to decide which shaved would be the would be would be the priests or the uh, would would have the 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 status of levim whatever we'd want to call it the mishor say hashem that's why he says hashem aren't tichtev al mata levi ki mata afa lo roish beis so that's how the ramban learns it he adds that maybe you could also say that it's that um, that there was a second aspect of this test that it also would tell us that Aaron was supposed to be the kind God, meaning that since Papel, they wrote, wrote our, the once you know which Shevet is supposed to be the, 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 the Shevet of the Mashar Hashem, so automatically the leader would also be the kind God. So this, that Mate Levi would be chosen, that would automatically tell us that we're supposed to be, kind, supposed to be Aaron. But he says that's Lavdatka, because just because Shevet Levi is chosen, that doesn't automatically mean that it's going to be Aaron. Who's supposed to be the kind of Because technically, there could have been other individuals. There could have been the, the firstborn son of uh, the firstborn son of Levi was Gershon. So it could have been one of the descendants of Gershon and not necessarily one of the Aaron of kind. So therefore, he says that wouldn't have been a conclusive proof who was supposed to be a kind of from Shavi Levi Gufa, especially since we know that Kayak was also from Shavi Levi and he thought he should be the kind of So that what he said would not have been a conclusive proof. Then we have Rashi. And we're first going to explain Rashi according to the Gari and the Rain. So Rashi tells us regarding the purpose of, he doesn't tell us anything about the 
Magefa, uh, what the purpose, what, what the Tlunais were, why the Yidin were complaining. But he does tell us that the, the purpose of the test, Meshmeris Lois, that Lizikarn Shubharti Ba'aran Ukraine, this is the Meshmeris, the sign that Aaron was chosen to be the kind of that I chosen. Therefore, they should not complain anymore about the Kuna. So, according to Rashi, very clearly, he's not learning the Ramban. Rather, he's learning that the purpose of the test was to tell us that it's supposed to be Aaron, that Aaron was supposed to be the kind of But Oibazoi, the Shiloh would be, why? Why did you need to have a test for, to tell us that Aaron was supposed to be the kind of We already had the test of the Katairis. We had the 250 people dying, Aaron surviving. That was the test to tell us that Aaron is supposed to be the kind of and we can't give the same answers that the Ibn Ezra and the Ramban and the Babranel, that the B'nai Yisrael were saying that it was a fixed test, because Rashi doesn't say anything like that. So therefore, since he doesn't say anything like that, it would be very difficult for us to say that it was because of those other reasons uh, that they died. So Rashi doesn't say clearly it was because they felt those Moshe's tefillah or because they said it was a Katerist and a Katerist that kills anyone who's not the kind Gadol. Rashi doesn't give us that comment. Therefore, it's hard to say that that would be his interpretation. So Ibizai the Shiloh would be, what's the purpose of this task? We already knew that Aaron's supposed to be the kind Gadol from the from the from the Kataris. So the Gurariya, the Ra'im, they explain Rashi to say that according to Rashi, really the test was supposed to be doing two things. The test was A, the main test would be to decide to show who was supposed to be the kind Gadol, and that was Aaron. But it also was to tell us that it was supposed to be Shavit Levi, who would be the Mashar Sehasha. And therefore, they say they explain the psukim why it keeps on why the name of the nasi was put on, but at the same time it says the 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 base levoisav or Aaron the mati base levi that the pasuk in a sense focuses on two parts. It tells us that the name of the nasi is putting on the matter, but by putting an individual name, it's implying that the test was who's supposed to be the kind double, and every tribe put their best man out there who they felt should be the kind double, and they put the name on the matter. So that's for the test of the kind double. But this, that each tribe had their mata, that's because it was also to decide who would be the, uh, which tribe would be the Mashar Se Hashem. So it was really for both parts. And the Gurari and the Reim have a little bit of a difference. There are little different natures that each one has. According to the Reim, the main idea was that it was just a test really for who's going to be the Kain Galbo. But the Mela, a secondary test was who's going to be Mashar Se Hashem. While according to the Reim, he learns it at, like more the like this, he says, he also says the main test was for the kind Gobble, but he learns that but the, the test would show which tribe was supposed to be the Mesharis of Hashem. And by knowing which tribe would be the Mesharis of Hashem, then the male of the individuals whose name was on the Mata, he would be, choos- be chosen as the kind Gobble. Ke'ilu, that we're going to, that by Hashem deciding which tribe is right to be the Kayanim, then the individual that they chose to have his name put on that uh, uh, that nasi, meaning it's, it's their top choice, he'd be the one that would actually serve as the kind of uh, It's a similar idea, but the point for both of them are saying is that the test would actually prove both things. But the problem with this shot is that if the main test was supposed to be for the kind of we already know that Aaron was supposed to be the kind of because we already had the test of the Katairis. So why have another test, even if it's, a two, it's two parts to this test, but why have anything which is relevant? To, we know for sure Aaron's supposed to be the kind of So why have any test to prove that Aaron's supposed to be the kind of We know he's the one chosen. So you want to say like the Ramban, that's to tell us which tribe is going to be the Mashar Si Hashem? Fine. 
But why would you need any type of test to tell us who's supposed to be the kind of That was already clear. Elamai, how should you learn the Sukkim? Why Taka does the Sukkim tell us? Uh, on one hand, tells us the name of the uh, of the Nasi would be put on the staff. At the same time, you keep on saying that each uh, Shevet had to give another another Mata, and he keeps on focusing on the fact that it was the base Ovois, and it was Nisaseyam, and even Aram was the base Levi. The idea over there is telling us that part of the complaint was that each tribe felt that the Kohen Gobel should be from their tribe. So therefore, Moshe comes to them and says, you know what, we'll do a test. Each of you individuals could bring your best man out there, the best man from your tribe that you feel should be the Kohen Gobel. We'll put that Mata in the Ayambite, and then we'll do the test. Who's the best man for the job? So it says, there was never any argument or test is it who's supposed to be the Shor Seishem? Was it Shevet Levi or another tribe? The whole Makhloikus was, according to Rashi, would only have been regarding who's supposed to be the Kain Gadol. And this, that each tribe, uh, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a Nasi, the base of it, and the Mata was for the tribe, and it was the Nasi of that Mata that would put his name on that tribe. It was only to give each tribe a chance that their man could be chosen as the Kain Gadol. Not that it was telling us which tribe would be the Meshur Seishem. That was not part of this particular uh, test, according to Rashi, and the reasoning is because, as we said, A, uh, is because, first of all, because that's not what Rashi doesn't say anything about being a test. All Rashi tells us is it's the Oist and the Shmeris. He says that I chose Aaron. They shouldn't complain anymore about the Kuhuna. So this was just a test that Aaron was chosen, and uh, and I guess also his children would also be the kind of Gedalim in the future, but doesn't, Rashi doesn't tell us anything about that it's also a test to tell us that Shevet Levi is supposed to be in the place of the first ones. So therefore, according to Rashi, it's hard to say that that was the purpose of this test. Rather, according to Rashi, it's only the test for the Kainim. But then we go back to the original question, what's the point? We already know that Aaron's supposed to be a Kain Gadol. And we even have a Zakar on the Darius because of the Maftis, which we used for the Tzipelin's back. So what's the purpose of having this Mata, which was also supposed to be the Meshmer Slaes, that Hashem chose Aaron as the Kain. So to understand this, we have to look at the test itself in Pasuk Kaf Gimel. We'll look at Rashi over there. So the Pasuk tells us that the next day uh, Moshe came to the Yom Ha'edus and Parach Mate Aaron the base Levi and the Mate Aaron for base Levi blossomed. So what does that mean? So Rashi tells us means Kamash It means literally, just like the the derech of an Elon is to blossom. So also to hear this uh, mata blossomed and now there were the flowers on uh, the mata. The yotzet sits and it began to bud. This is the budding of the fruit, meaning is that's the beginning of the fruit uh, beginning to develop. That's what the chanatas hapri means. It's the beginning of the development. It's called the samadar. It's like when the the, the, the fruit is a, like, like as small as a bean. It's just beginning to grow. It's the first development of the fruit. That's the tzitz. And he tells us, when does this happen? When the pear falls off, and then the fruit is uh, revealed, but it hasn't re- completed the ripening processes. And then the yigmol shkegen, what's the yigmol shkegen? That's kushu pri. That's when the pri already becomes recognizable. Uh, and hooker, he was able to recognize shehem shkegen that they were um, almonds. And then he brings the proof. He says, How do we know that the Lashon Vigamal doesn't only apply to humans, it also applies to fruits? 
it's uh, sorry that the lashon liyigomal means growing, just like we find by Yitzchak that the child grew and he was weaned. So it shows the yigomal shows on a certain level of development. Lashon zemata and this lashon we also find by fruits of a tree, as it says in Yeshaya, that when the the, 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 the development of the Beitzer, that is the Nitzah. So the Beitzer Gremel, that is the stage which follows, basically. So Yer Nitzah, the Nitzah will be the stage of Beitzer Gremel. And then Rashi continues why the Shkena, which we'll get to later. So the Shalos in Rashi is that, first of all, why does Rashi tell us the Yitzhah Perech Kamash He says it's literally, that when it says Perech, it means Kamash This is the third time in this parasha that it mentions the word Perech. We have originally a Pasukhah where it, when, when the actual, the ois is developed, it says, And in the beginning of this Pasukha, it tells us already once that the next day he comes in, he named and then tells us the third time, and then only over here Rashi tells us, Why is he waiting to the third time to tell it to us? And if it's Kamashmai, Kamashmai, when Rashi tells us Kamashmai, it means that we would have thought it maybe meant something else, and then Rashi has to tell us, no, it doesn't mean another type of translation. It means Kamashmai. So what exactly is this other translation that Rashi has to kind of push away? And then when he talks about tzitz, he says, this is the Hanat And then he tells us when it happens. When the flower falls, then the, the tzitz comes out. Why is that relevant? Why is Rashi telling us how, how this works? Just tell us what it is. You have the flower, and then there's a tzitz that comes afterwards. Is it really relevant for us to know that when the tzitz comes, that the flower that we're talking about really has fallen off? Why is that relevant if flowers there or not there in regards to Pshut Mikra, in regards to this Pasuk? He's giving us the details of how the almond bush or the almond tree uh, works and how the fruits are developed. Why is that relevant? And then finally, by the Yidmol Shkedim, which he says, he recognized that there were Shkedim, and he says that this Lashen of the Igomo is also found by Priha Ilan. Why does Rashi say by Priha Ilan? Why doesn't he just say by Paris? That you use the Lashen of the Yidmo when Paris are being developed. Why add the word Ha'ilan? Why is that relevant? Like our Pasuk's talking about a Mata. It's not talking about a tree. So what it should have just said, the Yidmo Shkedim, is that also by fruits, like in our Pasuk where it mentions fruits, uh, when they get developed, it uses, that, uh, it uses the Lashen of the Yidmo. So, to explain this, the reasons why Rashi has these diyukim and these, uh, these comments is because Rashi is bothered by two main shilas. The first shilas that's bothering Rashi, and this is something that bothers many of the commentators, is that Moshe Rabbeinu tells us in Pasukhaf, or I should say Hashem tells Moshe that he should speak to B'nai Yisrael and tell them about this, this, this test. Hashem tells them that his mata will blossom. But then when we get to Pasuk Gimel, then when Moshe comes to the Oil Moed the next day, it didn't just blossom, rather it blossomed, and it developed its sits, and the Yigmo Shkedim. Why all these extra steps? And the second thing that's bothering actually, that in Pasuk Gimel itself, it tells us twice, it says, Bine Parach Mate Aaron, that it blossomed, and then it tells us the details, the Yatze Perach, or Yatze Tzitz, Yigmo Shkedim, why is it telling to, uh, this to us two times? So regarding the first question, of why but when L'Chayr Hashem's test was just part of that whosoever Mata will blossom will be the individual who I chose. But Papel, there were multiple stages in that blossom. It wasn't just blossoming, it was also developing in, into a finally Shkedim. 
So there are different explanations that are given. So we have the Abarbanel. Abarbanel tells us it's really was to make the nest even greater. And by making the nest greater, we're able to see um, different aspects of kind of the machoikas that Kairu has. So he says at the beginning of the Pasuk, when it says, parach matear, and then they came back the next day and it was parach, that means it became, um, parach over there means not that it blossomed, but rather it means that it became fresh, that it became like a fresh mata again. The Pasuk continues, that it was parach, that it flowered and it blossomed. That was the test, that was to show that Shevet Levi, this that the Mata blossomed, that was a proof that the Mata of Levi would be the ones who were chosen to be the Mashar Sehashem. And this that was Biyotzit Tzitz, the Tzitz is showing on the Tzitz of the Kain Gadol, so that was to show that Aaron was the one who was Biyotzit Tzitz, that he's supposed to be the one who's a Kain Gadol. And then we have the Shkaden, the Shkaden, he says, comes from the Lashen of um, Shokad, Shokad al that Hashem is very diligent about his word, meaning is that he, he's mi'ayin, and he focuses on what he says or on certain individuals. So the idea over here is, Marvinel explains, that Hashem will be focusing on, for, on Aaron and his children for all generations, that he would be the one that would always be the, uh, kind, the, 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 tri- the tribe of Levi, would always be the ones who are the Mashar Hashem, and then you have the Kainim, the Kain God. So he's translating the word right, the reason why it says Shkaden, why there were actually almonds there is because the word Shkaden comes to the idea of Shokad al Dabari, that Hashem will be diligent and uh, on his words and he will examine uh, what, what's going on to make sure that his decision will be carried out for all future generations. We have the rain. Um, sorry, I think it was a Sutsechachamim. Sutsechacham, not the rain. He explains that initially, when Hashem said that there should be the Mata Aaron, whoever's Mata will blossom, that would be the proof that they're supposed to be the Kayan. The reason why the pale it was more than just blossoming, because there was a fear that the Bnei Yisrael will say that the reason why it blossomed was because Moshe Rabbeinu put it into very moist ground, and therefore, it blossomed. Um, and if they would have put the other, any other matas in the, in the better ground, maybe those other matas also would have blossomed. So therefore, what does Hashem do? Hashem, what Hashem does is He makes the, it develop more. That it's not just blossoming, but it blossoms and, and they're able to recognize that it was almonds. And the idea would be is that the almonds, it was not the same type of tree as that the matas from. The mata, I'm not even sure what the matzah is from, but it was definitely not shkadim, according to this shot. It was just a regular stick. So the stick, even if it would have blossomed, it wouldn't have been able to develop into shkadim, because it wasn't a almond, it wasn't a branch from an almond tree, it wasn't a stick from an almond tree, it was just a regular stick. So this, that it turned into almonds, that would prove that it wasn't something natural that happened, and that Moshe caused it to happen by putting it into the ground. Rather, it was Hashem that made this happen. That Hashem made a miracle that this matzah was able to produce almonds, which was not the same min, it wasn't the same species as the, as, as the mata itself. So that would have been the proof. Therefore, the poil, the miracle had, in order for the test to really work, it wasn't enough, to, enough that it would blossom, it would have to be more things that occurred to it. 
another pshat that's given. This is from the Chida. The Chida says a, a very interesting pshat. He says that we have a rule that Ein Ra Hashem doesn't speak bad things. So therefore, when Hashem gives the test, he just says in a very general way that it'll be Yifrach. It'll be Yifrach the Mata. But when the Pailat occurs, what occurs is that it turns into almonds. And the idea of the almonds was, as Rashi brings, that Shkedim is the, uh, it's the flower of the, of the Shkedim blossoms faster than all the other, of all other fruit trees. And the idea is that if anyone is Chilik on the Kauna, the Peronius will come very quickly. So he says, when Hashem is saying over what's going to happen, he just gives the general idea that it's, par, that it's just going to be Pireya. But Papaya, when it actually occurs, it occurs that it turns into Shkedim, because that was always the intent. But Hashem didn't want to say the word Shkedim, because Shkedim would be a remez on the Peronius and the punishments that will happen, and Hashem didn't want to speak about punishments. So those are all very interesting interpretations. Of course, they're not Shusei Shal Mikra, and it's not Marumas and Rashi at all. He says, but the Rebbe says, how does Rashi answer this question? Rashi answers this question with one word. He writes by the word uh, parach, by parach, he says, kemashmai. He says, by Rashi telling the Yetzei parach kemashmai, he's trying to tell us that when the, the, the word parach over here is kemashmai. But the other two times it's mentioned, it's not kemashmai. That's the deek of Rashi. That you could have thought that all three parachs mean the same I think. But I'm telling you that this parak is the only one that's Kamashmai, Mash Ink, the other two times that it's mentioned, it's not Kamashmai. Thus says that the word parak could have two explanations. The, in one shot could be that it blossoms, and it's, it's referring to a, a fruit tree, or any type of tree the Rebbe says, Elon Srak, or a pre Elon, that it blossoms. Or sometimes the word Pireh can mean growth in general, and it just would, would depend on the context. For example, when it's by the Makis uh, in Mitzrayim, it's Pireya Hababuis, that the boils grew or sprouted forth. It says, Tzadik Tamar Yifrach, the Tzadik will grow like the Tamar. And also by Tsaras, we have this all similar Lashon, Pireya, that the Tsaras was Pireya. So, it's, it's doesn't ha- so when it's referring to fruit trees or, or trees in general, then Pireya means Kapshuta that it actually blossomed. When it's used by other contexts in, in the Shema Mushal, then it just means the idea of growth in general. So he says like this, and over here we're talking about a mata. A mata is not a fruit tree. So the first two times when it mentions it, that it's going to grow, it's going to be pereah, what it means is it's going to have some type of growth. But the third time it mentions it, Rashi tells us, that over there it's kipshute, that over there when it says perech, it means literally it's going to have a flower. Or in other words, what Rashi is trying to tell us is that the first two times it's mentioned, the Pasuk is saying, it's telling us the Kalal, that the Mata will have a, some type of growth, some type of blossoming will happen to this Mata without going into the details. But when it occurs, the Pasuk is telling us exactly what the growth was. And when it goes into the details, then it uses the correct expression or the more accurate expression for each stage of the growth. There's the Vyotse Parach, that would be the blossoming of the flower itself. Then there's Vyatz it sits for the uh, for the budding. The Yigmal Shkaden for the development of the Shkaden. So it goes more into details. So these will be the more proteistic terms for each part and each stage of the development of the fruit. 
So the first two times the POSIX says it, it just tells us the general idea. And then the POIL, when it actually occurs, it goes into the details of what happened. It's not going to mention the details every single time. It just mentions it once uh, at the end because the end would be uh, like the most significant because the POIL, that's how it happened. Let the test happen, and, and this is what occurred. But the Shiloh would be is A, what's the point? Like, who cares? Like, why did it have to go through these stages of growth? Meaning is just take us to the, like, whatever, if it's relevant to have the Shkedim, because you want to show about the Paranias that will happen if you're on the Kuna, so just let it grow right away to Shkedim. And when Maitre brings it out, he shows them a mouth with Shkedim on it. And if for whatever reason it is relevant to, to show all the different stages that it was Pireach, the Yatzitzitz, and then it turns into Shkedim, but the Bnei Yisrael wouldn't have seen all the stages anyway. Because Moshe Rabbeinu comes in, he comes into the Ayala Edis, and even if he sees these things occurring by the, by the time that he takes it out, you're not going to see the Parach and the Tzitz. All you're going to see is the developed fruit. You don't see the Tzitz, which is there. You're not going to see the Parach, which is there. You're going to see only the Shkedim, which is there, because that's the final product of what's going on. The Parach begins it, then it then it's the tzitz, and then eventually the tzitz grows until it becomes the shkedim. So you know, the Bnei Yisrael didn't see all these other stages anyway, so what's the purpose of it? So therefore, Rashi, that's the next deacon, Rashi, that what is the tzitz? He says, That's the budding of the fruit when the pear falls off. He's telling us that the way, why does he have to tell us that the, the flower falls off when the, the, the budding occurs? Because he was trying to tell us how the Bnei Yisrael knew that the that there was flowers on it and that it was following a, a, a natural process he says because the flowers fall off so when Moshe came to the oil laid he sees the flowers on the floor so when he brings it out to the Bnei Yisrael he takes the flowers and he takes the stick with him so then they could see that there was flowers there and then the Bnei Yisrael understand that the flowers there the flowers fall off when it's budding so then they understood that there was a process of budding and then they also understand that there, there's a shade of that it followed the natural order of things. Why is that relevant? The reason why this is relevant is because it's, it's, it's telling us, it's, or it's answering the complaint of the Jewish people. The complaint of the Jewish people was, according to Rashi, that they said true. We know from the, the, that you're the Navi of Hashem and Hashem sent you and told you to make Ar in the Kain Gadol. That's very clear because of the Beliyah of Kairach and we also know the, 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 the Kairach. So we know that whatever you did was by the command of Hashem. But our complaint is that Aaron is not worthy of that particular position. And yes, we know that Hashem gave it to him, or, but maybe you doubted that he should have it. So the Pail, true, Hashem gave it to him, and, you know, but, but he's not worthy of it. Maybe he gave it to him for whatever reason. Maybe he gave it to him because you doubted that he should have this position. But it's not something which is fair. And therefore, we're complaining that Hashem should change it. That's basically what the thing was saying. We're saying, yes, we know that that's what happened, but that's not fair, and it shouldn't have happened. And therefore, we want Hashem to really choose someone that's really worthy for that position. Change, basically change who's going to be the kind God of one other ones. So therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu tells them that, no, this had nothing to do with my choice. It's, we're going to make a test, 
And the purpose of this test will be that the Ishashur Efkar boy, that the one that Hashem chooses, his mata will blossom. This says, they trusted Moshe that he was a Navi So when he gives them this test and tells them what the parameters of the test are, they trust him that this is the purpose of the test. So he tells them, when he tells them it's going to be the mata, and this will decide and show who Hashem chose, chose not me, they understand and agree that yes, this is a proper and true test. What's the test? A mata is something which doesn't naturally have any growth. So if it grows, it's because Hashem chose and decided that it should choose. So the one that Hashem chose, then it will, it will blossom. More than that, how did it blossom? It blossomed in a natural order. It started with the uh, blossom, and then it was a tzitz, and then it was the igmal shkedim. The idea that Hashem was telling them is that I chose Aaron, and that is now that his, his, once he was chosen, he is now uh, naturally and de- naturally designated as a kain. Meaning this is his, part of his essence, part of his DNA is that he is a kain. It's not something that could be changed. Just like this mata, once Hashem chose the mata and said this mata should be something which develops shkeden, it turned into uh, a mata of shkeden in a natural way. That now this natural, it wasn't that it was, it was a constant miracle um, that Hashem was making it, uh, uh, the, the flowers and then the tzitz and then the shkeden. No, what Hashem did is he made this mata something which was right to produce shkeden. And, and forevermore, this is a mata that could produce shkeden. And this was the same idea that Hashem chose Aaron. It wasn't something that is he worthy, is he not worthy? I chose him and his children Acharav that they will be the Kayanim. And that is the natural uh, part of their DNA. Part of who they are now is someone that is supposed to be the Kayanim. So it can't just change. Like, oh, let's get a better person. Let's change it for someone else. I can't change it anymore. I chose him. He's the one I want. He's the one I chose. And now he is the one that's naturally the Kayanim. So it's not like a position but sometimes you can have different types of positions. Let's say the shayfim. So the shayfim, uh, you know, could have been. It was one time. It was uh, one individual was a shayfit, uh, and uh, not necessarily did his t- kids take over after him. It could have been someone else from a different tribe that became the shayfit. It wasn't something that was uh, that was that, that was naturally part of their inheritance. So, so by let's say the Malcha Yisrael, Malcha Yisrael, that they were a malachim. Sometimes their kids took over, but eventually different kings took over instead of them from different tribes and from different families. Mashen came by the Malchah Yehuda, where Dovin Amalch was chosen as a king, it became part of who he was. That the, that the, there always needs to be a Malach from Yisrael, a Malach, but the Malchah Dovin always has to, Malchay, the Malachim from Malchah Yehuda always has to be from Malchay, from, from the family of Dovin. That they always will have some type of kingship. So similarly, he's saying the same thing over here. That Aaron was chosen, he was chosen that the Koyanim will always come from his, kid, from his kids. Al Pizah, we could explain a very interesting Gemara, and we could see how the Gemara can be explained differently, whether you're following the sheet of Rashi or you're following the sheet of the Barbanel. The Gemara tells us that when uh, Ishiyahu hid the Aaron, he hid with it five other items. One of the items he hid was the Mata Aaron. And the way the Gemara says it, it was the Mata Aaron, the Shekedeha Uprecha. It was the Mata which had the Mata Aaron with, with its Shekedim and with its flowers. So the Shaila is really two things. First of all, well, only the shkedim should have been there at the end. What do you mean with the pracha? Then the pracha, uh, the, the, as we questioned this already earlier, the pracha developed into the tzitz, which develops into the shkedim. So there wouldn't have been any pracha there anymore. 
And second of all, why is it even relevant to the Gemara to tell us that the Uprachah is just telling us that he was hidden? So all we really need the Gemara to tell us is it was the Mata Aram with the Shikadah. And by telling us that it was Shikadah, it's just, it's, it's just identifying which Mata of Aram we're talking about. You know, it could have been the Mata that he was doing the Makis with. So we have to know which Mata Aram we're referring to. It's the Mata Aram with the Shikadah, the Mata Aram that we discussed in this week's Parsha. But why does he even have to tell us that with, with the flowers? So the Rishonim answer, Rajba and others, and this is the same thing how the Barbanel would answer, is that the miracle was that two things happened, that each part, the flowers remained. That part of the, the flowers would remain on one side of the, uh, the mountain, one side of the, thing, uh, the side would have the flowers, part of it would still have some tzitzin, that are in there, and it also would have shkade, meaning is all the different processes of the development, they were all on the matzah. And as we explained earlier, based on the Barbanel, the Barbanel said, the reason why they were all there is that the Bnei Yisrael needed to see each part, because each part that they saw was a remez on a different part of the machlekes. The parachah, this that was the, that, that there were flowers that was to tell us that Shekhi Levi was chosen, this that there was that sits was to tell us that Aaron was basically the kind of and this was that shkade was to tell us that Hashem was shaykid al Hashem will always Watch the bnei, uh, watch that the bnei Aaron, that they will always be kind in for the future. So it was important that they were all there. But the question would still be: Is why is that relevant when they're hiding it? Why is the more is not discussing the different aspects of this mata? So just call it the the, the mata with the shkaden. But according to Rashi, it's beautiful. Because first of all, according to Rashi, the prachah weren't attached to the matah. It was actually, they fell off. So what we're saying is that Yishai, when he gave Yishayo, when he gave the command that it should be hidden, he gave the command that the matah with the flowers, which were hidden, which were with it, they should both be hidden. And the reason why that's important is because the Pasuk tells us that the purpose of the matah was uh, the mishmeris to ice. It was an ice, a mishmeris to ice for all future generations that Aaron, was, Aaron and his kids are going to be the kainim gedelim. When it says the mishmeris, mishmeris means it's supposed to be a safeguard. You're supposed to hide it. You're supposed to guard it. Actually, not necessarily hide, but it has to be guarded. And the place that it was guarded was next to the Aaron. So therefore, when they moved the Aaron to its place underground, they also had to move the matah with it because they needed the matah to be a mishmeris. That was the command. It has to be a mishmeris. So since there was a chashash that it would get stolen, the arm gets stolen or lost, whatever it was, therefore it needed to be hidden somewhere else. Therefore it needed to be hidden with it. And as the Rebbe explains in other sikhs, that the chachila, when they built the base of Mikdash, Shleimah built another place which was designated for the arm. So the arm was always in its makim. For the first few hundred years, it was in a makim in Kaidish And then it was in a second place which was under the ground. But it was always been Mukaimah, because it's an essential part of the base of the fear that you always need to have an arm. So who went in with this mata, it always needs to be there. And the Gemara tells us that also Prachah were hidden with it, because that was also part of the Mishmer Slice. Part of the Mishmer Slice was they needed the, the Prachah, because that shows that the, that it was a natural, that the Mata became naturally a stick for uh, to grow almonds. Who then Aaron became naturally the individual who would be the Kain Gadol for him and his kids. So that needed to be hidden with it. So that's why the Gemara has to specify Uprachah, because because it, was, it wasn't attached to the matah. So it had to be told us that that was also taken with him. According to the other portion, why did it need specified prachah? To say the matah with the shkaden. And we know the matah with the shkaden had, had prachah already attached to it, had the tzitzim attached to it. So you don't need to specify it separately. We know that's already there. Alamai, this is a, a great maila according to the shot of Rashi. 